Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Annabelle, and welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we re-watch the supernatural, then talk it through in the hope that we can finally escape this show. Join us each week and leave comments on upcoming episodes. We can escape supernatural purgatory together. Before we get into the episode, we actually have a rather exciting announcement to make. So on top of all, all of the extra episodes that you've got in the past two weeks, we also now have a merch store. So exciting. It is. It's very exciting. We are using Redbubble. Most people are familiar with it. It's just a design design website where you just upload stuff and you can find our store if you search for Escaping Purgatory Podcast. We just have a few little things up there, including the logo and the Purgatory Pals things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if, if you want to support our podcast, you can definitely do get yourself a sticker or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're really cool. I'm... I'm going to order some myself as well. (laughs) (laughs) I probably will too. (laughs) Yes, we will. And this week we are starting season two. How exciting. (laughs) After all the silliness of the past two weeks, we get this bummer of an episode. um, (laughs) uh, It's called In My Time of Dying. This has... It's not the best rated episode of the season, which I was actually a little surprised of, mm. but it's still up there. It's a, a 9.3 on IMDb, mm-hmm. which, I mean, yeah, it's deserving. It's a really good episode. Yeah. I mean, so In My Time of Dying is actually a Led Zeppelin song, which is why they chose this. Like, clearly. Makes sense. The OG crew are back. So, written by Eric Kripke, directed by Kim Manners. And uh, yeah, I love Kim Manners directing. It's just the close-ups are good. Yes. Good. So at the end of season one, the mm-hmm. song that was playing was Bad Moon Rising, correct? Yes. It was playing in the Netflix one. Yes. So I think from here on out, you're good with music. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping so. I didn't. I didn't check it online to see if that's the case or not but Mm -hmm. the fact that that song was playing at the beginning of the episode yeah made me really happy um but we are getting i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself with this one because there is actually it's kind of like a comprehensive recap of the episode that happens it was a long recap too yes it was so full disclosure i watched this episode twice (laughs) (laughs) uh once by itself and once with the commentary um, so there was a commentary on the DVD, which was done by Jensen, Jared, by Kim Manners as well, and also Cyrus, who's a producer on the show. So I might sprinkle in a few things from that commentary here and there. And one of the things that Jensen said on that commentary was like, they do a really good job with the recaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really good. I think they had pretty much every monster of the week. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I don't think they'd had anything from bugs. I don't Nothing of that kind of stuff it out i mean i think everybody wanted to forget that episode at that time i think so Um, even route 666 i don't think was in there like it's true they sort of did like a i'm not sure who like who decided which monsters maybe it was kim manners maybe yeah (laughs) because there seemed to be a lot of his episodes in that (laughs) then they did like a sort of a a recap of the last episode 
I really liked the then and now and I was like oh it's so nostalgic it's so <laughs> good it's so good it was great I loved it I loved the recap interestingly on the DVD you get an option whether you can turn the recap on and off <laughs> really like, why would you want to I love it I love it so we actually we pick up exactly where we left off. Yeah. And this is this is one thing I really do appreciate with Supernatural that some other shows don't always do is like mm. at the end of like a season and it's a cliffhanger, sometimes they will skip like what happened and be like, "Oh, look, it's a normal episode." <laughs> Whereas with Supernatural, I I feel like every single time as there are a couple of a couple of exceptions where they ended the show a season is where they pick up on the next one i I definitely think of season 14 15 yeah. 7 8 or mm -hmm. yeah 7 8 does yeah so i i do appreciate that that they they make that effort to like keep the story going instead of sort of cutting off and being like <laughs> three weeks later <laughs> yeah did you notice that the truck driver was a different actor to the actor at the end of season one, though? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> they got a different guy. I like that we get down and he's like clearly wearing like cowboy boots. I don't know why. That just really stood out to me when he got down from that truck trip, like the trailer. I mean, he has to be a stylish truck driver, right? <laughs> you can't just be your everyday truck driver. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like he, you know, he gets out the cab and sort of threatens them. But Sam kind of sees the the demon off by like waving the coat at him, mm -hmm. and kind of like does the really typical Sam thing of like looking around and shouting like "Dean!" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings back too many memories. I know of later seasons. It's so like it doesn't change. <laughs> it doesn't change. His cadence doesn't change at all. <laughs> Like Jared said on the, on the commentary that apparently the colt is really hard to pull the hammer back on. So he had to do that while being pretending to be injured about a million times because he couldn't get it to click, um, which I thought was pretty funny. I feel like they have like a lot of prop gun related issues. Yes. <laughs> like, I think so too. Is it a real like, obviously it's not a real gun because it's, you know, this supernatural killing thing. Yeah. But like did they actually model it after some sort of 18th 19th century gun do you I know i guess they must have done it was obviously made by the prop department but i mean they must have got it from somewhere and it's based on some kind of reality mm -hmm. yeah this is nice especially yeah cause they did really good research in the beginning of the show so mm -hmm. more likely so yeah, we see it's daytime and a helicopter has come to get them so like um air rescue and uh, again, they said that they originally wanted this to be shot in like the trauma unit at a hospital that they're like being mm -hmm. saved, but it was more emotional, I guess, to think that they had been in the car all night. And I did write down like how long have they been in the car for because now it's mm -hmm. daytime and they're being like rescued. So. Which I don't quite understand that mm. because at the end of season one, Sam's like the hospital's only ten minutes away. <laughs> That's true. So, why did they send air rescue? That's actually a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, so the the only thing that I could think of is that it would take, like, because how badly the car is crushed. Yes. Some people do end up in the in a crushed car for hours because mm -hmm. it takes so long for them to cut them out. So maybe maybe that's um 
I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, even though I know this isn't true. I think they were just being melodramatic, to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. So yeah, they all get rescued and Sam is still shouting for John and Dean. He's being yeah. pretty dramatic about it as well, along with the, the, the rescuing scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be. like you, you. He's the only one who's conscious yeah. right now, so like he wants to find out, like are they okay like you have to tell me tell me (laughs) (laughs) it was i mean i'm just i'm thinking back to my when i was rescued out of my well i wasn't rescued out of my car Mm -hmm. i managed to get out of my car nobody was really shouting i was shouting yeah at the other driver i was cussing (laughs) him out um and then when they lifted me up like they i don't know the way that they'd lifted me was like off Mm -hmm. i was on a hill so it didn't help and like, I don't know, something hit where my my seatbelt was, and I was just like, I went off. It hurt so bad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> off topic. So this is one thing. After being in a car accident, I can't look at like car accident scenes like after the fact mm-hmm. without thinking like, there's no way you're walking around after like, or like, feeling okay after what just happened. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I guess like. It's it's funny, we've both had fairly serious car accidents. <laughs> um, mine was a bit different to yours because I crashed my car into water, I got out of my car, and then immediately left the scene because I was... Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't get hurt at all. I didn't get hurt at all when I, when I crashed my car. It was just more, mostly shock. But yeah, you do mm-hmm. wonder when it's been like a collision like that, how, how you're fine. Because I think it showed it well in this scene how hurt they were because they yeah. were being like airlifted away. And like we see Sam and he's got like a patch over his eye and like he's all bandaged up and they got like the neck braces on and stuff. I think, mm-hmm. I think they did a good job here for realism, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess it must have been a little bit of time that passes mm-hmm. this is I'm, I'm getting high up on details and it, it really doesn't matter but like <laughs> okay we'll go I'll, I'll tell you why i'm getting hung up on details in yeah. just a second so you know the, the air rescued and then we're we're in the hospital and like dean wakes up and he's yeah. like disoriented <laughs> i like he's like his reaction to like having morning breath it's <laughs> <laughs> so pretty great pretty good and he's sort of like walking around the hospital and i have to say like first time through they did a really good job of like you don't realize anything's up yeah because you know he's he's walking through the hospital he's not hooked up to anything Mm -hmm. like but you don't really pay attention to that yeah i think i think um it's probably distraction techniques you know he's now in a a t-shirt rather than his layers (laughs) the the fans got what they wanted (laughs) so but obviously on a second second time through when you know what's happening it's Mm -hmm. like okay but uh, i mean it's it's not too long that you realize something's up because he sort of he starts talking to people and nobody's responding yeah and then he's he approaches like a receptionist i think mm-hmm. and it's like hey you know i was in a car crash you need to help me find my family and she just completely ignores him <laughs> <laughs> and here's an awful thought dean is the first person that we see experience death that's true to actually see what it's like to die in this universe mm-hmm. that's terrible yep 
Yeah. And of course it's Dean. Of course, of course it's, it's Dean. Dean. <laughs> yeah. Originally when they shot this, they said that they had him like opening doors and stuff to try and find people. And then Kripke had to ring them and be like, ghosts can't open doors. So they had to reshoot every- <laughs> everything. <laughs> just lighthearted moment there in your sad, sad world. But yeah, yeah you're right. I'm just dragging you with two. It's not, it's, it's so unfair. Like, why does he have to do it first? <laughs> because he's the tragic character. Like, yeah, absolutely. All the bad things happen to Dean. Like, a lot of bad things happen to Sam. I feel like more bad things happen to Dean over the years. Yes. Than Sam. I, the, I'm just thinking of that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Stop thinking about it. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Well, n- not that one. The one where he dies like a hundred times. <laughs> exactly i mean yes i can't wait to get to mystery spot but yeah like him finding himself like how weird must that be like, yeah i would wonder sometimes if i did have like an out-of-body experience if i saw myself would i recognize myself because you always see yourself in like a mirror image mm-hmm. and there's uh, like there's a picture that was taken of me and I don't know if it's flipped or what, but I like there's one picture of me where I look at it and I'm like, that's not me. It doesn't look like me. It's really <laughs> weird because like the person in the picture definitely kind of looks like me, but I don't recognize them as me. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that is the feeling I would get with seeing myself in an out of body experience. That's a really good point. I never thought of it that way. Mm. But yeah, you're you're probably right. Like, because we don't know what we actually look like. Like I can see. <laughs> When you go into, like you said, look into mirrors, like it's not, it's not quite the same. Yeah. And like you're, it's the same thing with like hearing your own voice. Like I, I, whenever I listen back to these podcasts, I'm like, that's not what I sound like. (laughs) Who, who can even, what? This is not me. And, but then like, obviously to everybody else, that's exactly what I sound like. And I'm like, that's so weird. So weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. I mean, I, you know, I edit them. I have to listen to my own voice for hours on end now. I've kind of gotten used to it, but it's still weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so Dean finds himself um, and then we get the title card and it's new and snazzy. Yes, it is. It's. I actually forgot about this fire one. Like, mm-hmm. I really, I think this might actually be one of my favorite ones. <gasps> Ooh. Um, I, you know, I have to give that, con- like, I would have to give that confirmation, like, once we've gone through all of them um <laughs> but like it's really well done maybe i just like fight the fire effect that's probably what it is the fire is pretty good so there's like a splash of fire and then we see supernatural come up and the a turns into a pentagram that's the only thing that i'm like Meh. but i, I kind of get it because i think it's supposed to be for the bullet right yeah maybe no the so the mm, i'm trying to think here i feel like the pentagram becomes very important in this season, but I'll be honest, I may be getting confused with season three. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, <laughs> so that that was the only thing. It's a little bit cheesy on that on that front with the the pentagram being the A, but yeah, it's okay. They they can have it. It's a it's a much is a like a huge step up from their like ghost supernatural <laughs> absolutely. That they had. It does still jump around at the end, like it's still ghosts. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it, and it's it's all orange now. It feels more familiar. I don't. I think maybe the orange. Yeah, orange on black feels very supernatural to me, and like I can't quite put my finger on why. <laughs> 
yeah i think you're right i think i think as it that's its colors because i'm looking i'm looked across to my bookshelf where season eight is mm-hmm. and that's orange and black too oh okay so maybe they just kept but the I'm, color scheme i don't know i guess because fire becomes kind of important because they like burn bodies and burn things <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah fire has always been kind of important in supernatural i guess oh i had a bit of a breakdown after we released um our final ep- the final episode of um season one like devil's trap on like dean being a fireman and like anyone who follows <laughs> me online will see those posts <laughs> but yeah so after the title card Dean sees Sam who's come to visit him it's, it's a bit confusing when they're all in the same room together but it's, it's fine mm-hmm. and he says Sammy you look good considering <laughs> which I loved and he's trying to talk to him but like realises that he can't hear him even though he's psychic and he kind of makes a comment on that like about Sam being psychic that he should be able to hear him mm-hmm. <sighs> I, he's kind of asking Sam to help him in this this scene. I think he says something specific about getting like a hoodoo priest and helping him. Yeah, which comes up later. Come on, Sam, go find some hoodoo priest to lay some mojo on me. I'll be fine. Jensen in the commentary said that this was really hard to act against people who don't respond to you in any way, <laughs> which I can imagine is fairly difficult. Um, when people are trying to pretend you're not there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody does a really good job in this whole episode with yeah. like pretending he's not there. So I guess for an actor, that must be the worst thing because like you're all about attention <laughs> and like suddenly you're not getting any. <laughs> Absolutely true. This scene for me really cut deep because I'm like, Dean wants so badly to live. He's like... Mm-hmm begging them to help him all through this episode john and sam he's pleading with them to find some way to help him and it yeah it hurt mm-hmm. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it's as horrible as this sounds it's almost like he's not being but he's not being heard yes he's begging for help and he's not being heard how awful is that that's so that's so dean like i know i know he's never like I think back to home. He mm-hmm. called John, no response. Yeah, and then like, just just everything he does, like trying to make jokes out of everything, and just is all a cry. I mean, I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, <laughs> nor have any training whatsoever. But like, it's a cry for help, surely. Yeah, all you... all of his deflections and everything. You think? Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> It's awful. It's awful. absolutely awful. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean, I would say like, Sam in this episode is great as well. Like, yeah, it just looks so distraught at mm-hmm. everything that's going on because, like, the doctor comes in and is basically saying, like, yeah, there's not a lot of hope here. Right. And, yeah, Sam's just like, no, we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Ever the optimist, as I've, I've said previously. So, okay, this this is where, like, this is one of the small details that I was kind, kind of getting hung up on. Mm-hmm. So it's, obviously, it's obvious that some time has passed because, you know, everybody's wounds or Sam's wounds are healed and mm-hmm. Dean's all cleaned up and hooked up to the machines and stuff and they, they can find out what's wrong with him. But Sam is, like, 
in the same jacket and it's still got the blood on it and it's still like why haven't you gone to get another coat like you clearly have other clothes like and i get that he wants to be close by for everybody but like at the same time i'm pretty sure if you had like bloodstained clothes the hospital would be like you need to go get changed it's unsanitary <laughs> that's a good point i mean it does imply that he hasn't gone home i guess or, or, or to a motel somewhere. yeah yeah you know because he doesn't really have anywhere to go but yeah maybe they know he doesn't have anywhere to go like maybe he told them that i don't know that's really sad anyway that was just another, <laughs> there's another there's another thing i'm gonna add to to this thought trail mm-hmm. in just a second we haven't gotten there yet i should probably wait but it's okay <laughs> so sam goes to visit john john's awake and gives him like a an insurance card what was the what was the last name mc mcgilly cuddy yeah that's right um, which is lucy ricardo's maiden name from i love lucy <laughs> oh. <laughs> well there you go i mean it had to be a pop culture ref- reference of course you know it, it got me thinking a little bit like if they didn't take hunting as seriously as they did and they sort of hunted at night only and worked like a some sort of day laborer job or whatever do you think they would have to keep using fake ids because I, I understand why they use them now is because you know they they do a lot of illegal stuff like trespassing passing off as like agents of the law police officers and stuff and they have no money so they have to do credit card fraud you know obviously giving their real names doesn't really work especially in dean's case because we not like he was had a warrant out for his arrest but also don't forget he's legally dead right yeah there is that too mm-hmm. i mean it, I, the thing is you could also be a that's i'm pretty sure there's plenty of dean <laughs> winchesters though yeah that's true i, I mean th- there must be other people who called those names yeah i guess it's probably just because they don't have the money so they're using someone else's insurance mm-hmm. so yeah you're right maybe if they had actual jobs <laughs> they wouldn't <laughs> have to keep doing it but i feel like maybe they would just because it's still illegal like the mm-hmm. other things they do i imagine that bobby although he runs his like scrapyard probably still uses fake ids and like yeah. fake stuff because i guess a lot of the things they do they run afoul of the law quite a lot yeah yeah and also like they you know well yeah like burning bodies desecrating graves and all that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah you know the usual (laughs) (laughs) the usual yeah Yeah, it was just it was just an interesting thought and also because they don't want to tell people like what they do Mm -hmm. it makes it that much harder yeah exactly i mean they're probably able to explain this one really easily it just looks like they were in a random accident but Mm -hmm. It's not like they're going to go around saying like, yeah, but a demon hit us. <laughs> yeah. Like the, de- the minutiae of it does not matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Sam's talking to John here and he's kind of, again, looking for answers on how to save Dean. And he echoes what Dean said. He says, I don't know. I'll find some hoodoo priest and lay some mojo on him. I wonder if he heard him was this an example of sam's psychic abilities without him realizing or do you think it's just they think the same quite a lot (laughs) it's it may be a mixture of the two Mm -hmm. i i do think that he heard him or Mm -hmm. at least like sort of like um 
a great mind sink alike almost yeah like where you you can you can think the same but also well then that's kind of goes against the the psychic angle mm-hmm. i don't know it feels like you're gonna say he's getting a vibe from him yeah yeah no i think you're right <laughs> I think it was so specific mm. that i don't think it was like oh did he maybe did he not i think it was like yeah he actually like he heard something yeah well again they they mentioned this in the commentary and like jared said like did he know and so they're still kind of like i read the script so i know but <laughs> and, and it's like they're still kind of yeah so i think it was left up to us to decide whether it was a psychic yeah. thing or just a brother's vibing thing mm-hmm. i think it was a psychic thing just judging by later i i think yeah yeah john agrees that they should try and find something to do but it's like pretty much resigned to the fact mm-hmm. that dean's dying he's like well, you know, but it might not work. There's not a lot, lot out there. He even mentions Faith, um, you mm. know, that the, the healer they found was like one in a million. So can't kind of rely on that again. And then John asks about the cult. Yeah. Strangle that man sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I even wrote here, like, who actually likes John Winchester? <laughs> who at, honestly, this is an honest question. If you if you like John Winchester, you, you have to explain it to me. Just like, message one of us or either on instagram or tumblr like i need to know the people who like john winchester because (laughs) i mean sam says it pretty much how i felt like your son is dying and you're worried about the cult like Mm -hmm. what is wrong with this man (laughs) (laughs) i i understand where where this is going Mm -hmm. and why he's asking for the cult yes but trying to forget what happens in this episode and like watching it as if I'm watching it for the first time these kind of well these kind of moments is really easy for me to do because I'm like god damn it John <laughs> like I, be a father <laughs> you're right yes obviously like watching it and we know where it's going and why he's asking but yeah it still doesn't make it you see it from Sam's perspective like why why are you asking about this now this is not important like the most important thing is all in this hospital <sighs> anyway yeah. so they find out like sam says that, the, that he's left the colt in the impala's trunk so um john sends him to go get it because bobby's gonna pick up the impala mm-hmm. uh, which is great i'm glad they're bringing bobby back so quickly <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> and i mean this this whole like little se- sequence is actually shows how like competent sam really is and like yeah. he's already organized with bobby that he's gonna come get the car mm-hmm. he's hidden he's hidden the cult like he knew he should john asks sam to bring the cult into the hospital and like to sneak it past security and sam's like well i've got that covered mm-hmm. so it's just like it's like he's already thought of everything and yeah. i don't know john doesn't seem that well impressed <laughs> this is it like people don't give sam enough credit for being like a pretty good strategist a lot of the time i mm-hmm. feel although a lot of the plans they come up with are ultimately pretty dumb um, <laughs> I feel like Sam's thought through a lot of the possibilities of what might happen mm-hmm. and kind of has a plan for each of them whereas I don't think Dean often does I think if the plan doesn't work he's like oh no what's gonna what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah we're just gonna wing it now I mean I think you're right because he's Sam was the one who warded the trunk mm-hmm. yeah before they you know before they went in so like he's he's obviously thinking about that kind of stuff which 
with the truck being destroyed, like obviously we don't see the the trunk in any of these like scenes. Mm-hmm. Do you think the warning's still there? Good question. Because it was only written in like chalk pencil or whatever that was, mm-hmm. so it could have easily been destroyed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it probably was. Otherwise, I reckon demons would have been on it. They must have known where the cult was, maybe. Mm-hmm. Bit of a plot hole there, but <laughs> yeah, because he would have like Sam would have had it on him because obviously when he was in the driver's seat, yeah. like he was pointed at pointing it at the the guy, the truck driver. Unless, unless he, because the truck driver gets like the demon smokes out. Mm-hmm. And it's just a truck driver, so he could have asked him to put it somewhere, yeah, in, like in the car, what? Because he was unable to. Mm. That's a good point. When did Sam put the cult in the trunk? I mean, maybe he did do it in that whole night time when they were there, like you know, because he was injured mm. but he was awake. So maybe he sort of crawled to the back of the impala and like put it in the trunk. They should have shown that. That would have been well good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, because my my other thought was that maybe he had it on him, but that mm. wouldn't make sense because when when you are rescued like that, your co- your clothes are cut off you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he wouldn't have like there would be nowhere to hide it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's unless true. it was in his prison pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. John asked Sam to ask Bobby for some ingredients. <laughs> and Sam asks, like, you know, what's this for? And he says, he's kind of hesitates and he says, for protection. And, you know, Sam accepts and le- leaves the room. And as the camera follows Sam out of the room, you see Dean in the corner. Mm. He's sort of lurking. And, um, you know, calls him out straight away because he knows <laughs> something's up. Well, you sure know something. Yeah, because uh, because Sam's asked about the him and the special children, right? That's right. And then mm-hmm. John says, like, nah, I don't know anything. Damn it. Yeah. It's so... Okay, I'm just going to say this. I like, it's fine. This is kind of a spoiler for the end of the episode, but y'all should have watched it. It's kind of really bad that Dean doesn't remember anything from this episode. Because yeah. there's such a lot of useful information here that definitely should have been brought up again. Mm-hmm definitely i know like so so much of like yeah mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. completely agree because <sighs> would his reaction have been different at the end of the episode if he'd remembered that john was like knew something about mm-hmm. sam anyway yeah <sighs> maybe this this next scene just, <laughs> i don't know just like hit me right in the heart because oh. obviously the impala was a metaphor for dean Yes, I wrote the same thing. And I was just like, oh. Sam is just like, no, we're not giving up on it. I don't know why you're talking like this. This is not This is not what we're going to do. This is, we're going to fix this car. Dean's going to hate me if I don't fix this car. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, if we scrap this car. I think he says something along the lines of like, if there's just one thing working. But yeah, I think it's really interesting I wrote here, oh my god, Dean is the Impala, because it's 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 dead. Like the Impala's dead. It's a write-off. Mm-hmm. Like there's no fix. You're looking at it and you're thinking, there's no way to fix that. It's mangled. Mm-hmm. 
And then obviously, like, Dean's in the hospital. There's no way to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) It's mangled. (laughs) It's insides are mangled. Yeah. So, uh, it was really tough. I have a big feels about a car. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I have another question. Do you think the damage that was done to Dean was mostly the demon doing it? Or the car crash. I think it was mostly the demon because he was already basically dying mm. at the end of the season before the car hit. If anything, it just like made the injuries worse. Yeah, what's really interesting is what the doctor says. So he said that he's got like he's damaged his liver and his kidneys, which I don't see why how the demon caused that because a lot of the things. But I don't know if he did something like internally because mm-hmm. we see that he can do that. And that, but then he's also got a concussion and edema, which is like fluid. So I think that was called by the car crash. So I think it's like you said, a combination, but I think he would have still be in the same situation if they hadn't been in the car crash. Yeah. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but it did make it worse. Yeah. So, yeah. Seeing the Impala all beat up like that, when it's like the back bit was the bit that like got me with the wheel like hanging off. Mm Mm-hmm was really tough i like seeing sam pull out the laptop that we've seen all through season one it's just trashed yeah so they did make reference that on the commentary because the, the prop guy was like i don't know how to trash this laptop and they said to him like we'll go throw it off the roof of the studio so he did <laughs> <laughs> and like if you see it like the whole lid or the model yeah. the screen is off yeah that mm-hmm. was kind of sad for me i'm gonna miss that laptop weirdly with its weird stickers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know hey but it's time for an upgrade <laughs> yeah that's true i mean bobby's kind of ready to give up on the impala like you said and like sam's mm-hmm. like no 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 we have to fix the car like dean's gonna be real mad when he wakes up like he's still in the denial phase of grief there listen to me bobby if there's only one working part that's enough we're not just going to give up on Bobby agrees to tow the Impala, which is great. I was like, phew. And um, when Sam gives him the list of the stuff that John told him to get for demon protection, which Bobby doesn't tell him what it's for like in that scene, but he looks at him like, is it? Is, is yeah. that what John told you, was it? <laughs> mm-hmm. he, his, uh, his poker face is not real good. <laughs> no. Um, he he needs to work on that which is funny because i swear like they they play cards together at one point like <laughs> probably i could be making that up but i feel like that's something that we would do <laughs> yeah because it, it was obviously clear that that's not not what it's for and then we are back at the hospital and oh my god i hate this scene <laughs> just that that freaking that freaking theme, I can't hear it without tearing up. And I hate it so much. <laughs> because all John's doing, he's sat there watching over Dean. And that that theme plays. And I am dead. <laughs> okay. They they use this theme, I think, three times in this episode, maybe two yes. times. I was listening to it and I was thinking, I don't think this is Dean's theme. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> it is. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think originally this piece of music was written for John. Okay. 
mm-hmm. because in big emotional moments with John, this theme is playing. And then I had a thought like, oh, just like everything else in Dean's life, this has been handed to him. So the music's come with the car and the jacket. And now even in the TV show, like the, the meta, the, the musical cue for John Winchester was handed down to Dean. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. I'm thinking back on it because it's when it's first played, it's when it's the Impala and it's with John. Mm-hmm. And we made a note of it. Oh, I remember making a note of a theme. It wasn't Dean's theme, but a theme yeah. in Dead in the War. Mm-hmm. There was like a little, a little something. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, everything in Dean's life has been handed down from John. So why would he get his own music? Baby. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I think this is. I, I think this is the episode when maybe it was handed over. I don't know. I'm really interested to see the use of this music in this season. To be honest. You know, I think I think you might be right because the the monologue that comes after from Dean at this point is like super like it's is everything Dean has ever wanted to say to John, surely. Yeah. But you haven't called a soul for help. You haven't even tried. Aren't you gonna do anything? Aren't you even gonna say anything? I've done everything you have ever asked me. Everything. I've given everything I've ever had. Are you just gonna sit there and you're gonna watch me die? What the hell kind of father are you? We kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of that in the last two episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Like while he started, or last three episodes even, because it was started in Dead Man's Blood. Because he says, I've. Uh, I've done everything you have ever asked me. I've given everything and I, I've ever had. And it's just like, it's, it's, if that is not what Dean is, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. He, it's like, I know he was starting to stand up to John in, in Salvation, sort of, and yeah, in Dead Man's Blood, but this here is, is finally him getting off his chest when he knows that John can't hear him (laughs) yeah I know Uh, it's super frustrating that they they didn't really have that blowout like Mm -hmm. I feel like Sam gets it in this episode a little bit like he gets a little bit of closure and I, I I think Dean does a little bit as well but I feel like there's a lot that's unaddressed it was it's very one sided Yes, because because it's like, um, have you heard the term love love bombing? Yes, yes. So it's kind of like that, but the opposite way around. Mm-hmm. So like, well, it's, it's almost it's all it's almost the same actually, because you know. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into that right now because it's at the very end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about um, then. But yeah, I think you're right. It is like, it's just it's, it is unfair that. Dean doesn't really get that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to say what he really thinks. So yeah, he's finally getting all of his his anger out, but obviously it gets interrupted at the end mm-hmm. with with him seeing something in the corridor. 
which is such a shame. I, I, I don't know. I wanted something else from this scene not to be interrupted. I don't know. There was some kind of emotional cue I was missing right at the end of it. I, I don't know what it was. But Yeah. No, I, I understand that. It did, it did feel very, very abrupt and mm-hmm. for, for no real reason. Yeah. Other than, like, they maybe didn't know how they wanted to end it. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, John can't react to him. He's a ghost or whatever, a spirit. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I I liked it. I like the fact at least Dean knows how much pressure was put on him by John. Because I feel like sometimes you feel like he's not aware of it, that he's just doing his job and Mm -hmm. just going along with it. But the fact that he feels that weight of pressure and responsibility from him and is actually kind of mad about it. It's kind of healthy, I guess. <laughs> so do you think that's like Sam's influence a little bit? Yeah, I do. I, I think Sam psychologically is generally in a better place than Dean is. <laughs> um, so they, Because you don't know all the other conversations that they have, and they definitely would have had some conversations between... There's a few episodes... I, I They must have had some conversations during Salvation or during um, Devil's Trap before they go and get John. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I'd like to see some more of those. But I, yeah, I definitely think he is giving Dean a better view of himself. Yeah. Yeah, upping his self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Building him up as a person. Exactly. Just like Dean, you know, does for him. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice. I'm getting emotional out of like sibling bonding. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So Dean follows the spirit or white figure and follows it into a room with a woman who's like on the ground, like screaming for help, saying she can't breathe. And then Dean starts shouting, forgetting he's a ghost. Yeah. And nobody can hear him. And it's it's kind of interesting, like, even even though he kind of knows what his situation is right now, mm-hmm. he's still trying to help people. Like, he's he's the thing that they hunt, yet he's trying to help people. <laughs> I know. It, yeah. I mean, what else would you do in that situation, though? I guess, like, maybe someone will hear you. So it's it's worth trying, I guess. Yeah. I think it's a nurse. I think she's having some kind of, like, allergic reaction or something. But, yeah, she, she dies, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah. in, in the commentary Jensen said oh I just want to give her a water bottle and a hug at the end of every take because apparently she's like trying really hard that actress with that like <laughs> um, al- like allergic reaction acting that she was she was doing which mm-hmm. I thought was quite sweet yeah but it I thought the ghost was pretty cool looking the spirit thing that he's chasing I think the visual yeah. effects on that are quite interesting so Sam comes back into the hospital and Dean's kind of like trying to warn him about this creature. He doesn't know what it is at this point. But Sam is in his own own world and he is rightfully annoyed mm-hmm. um, and confronts, confronts John about his actual plan and basically exposes him telling him that the ingredients he knows are not for protection but are actually for summonings to summon the demon or a demon Mm -hmm. and it just you know it escalates you're not thinking about anybody but yourself it's the same selfish obsession it's funny you know what i thought this was your obsession too 
This demon killed your mother, killed your girlfriend. You begged me to be part of this hunt. Now, if you killed that damn thing when you had the chance, none of this would have happened. It was possessing you, Dad. I would have killed you, too. Yeah, and your brother would be awake right now. Shut up, both of you. I mean, it comes back to the same argument of, you know, Dean is dying and here you are wanting to communicate with this demon. And John's saying, well, you don't know how I feel. It's not like you tell them, so of course they don't know. <laughs> Good <laughs> like, point, yeah. And, you know, without without Dean physically there to, like, actually stop this argument, mm. it just it gets worse and worse and worse. This was really well done. I don't know what they said in the commentary, but, like, the fact that these two can, like, John and Sam are arguing so, like, vehemently or, mm -hmm. you know, so aggressively and dean is there like also yelling uh, but nobody's reacting to it yeah and nobody's like stuttering over their words or anything <laughs> it was really well done i know in like this is why i'm not an actor but i know if it was me like i would i'd lose my place <laughs> yeah it's really interesting i think kimana said this was one of his favorite there's two scenes in this that he likes and this was one of his favorite scenes but Jared did say that there were takes where they just like looked at him. So <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, of course, of course like... there had to be, there had to be, because yeah, they're all shouting at each other. So it's so indicative of their relationship. Like without Dean there to kind of the glue that keeps them together, John and mm -hmm. Sam can't be near each other. They're just constantly yeah. at each other's throats. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's good. I, I really like the way they do it because eventually like dean gets so riled up with seeing them argue that he manages to move a glass and like smash it onto the floor and, and then he great. completely breaks the te tension <laughs> by saying dude i full-on swayze that mother <laughs> i mean like i said pretty good tension breaker considering how like how intense it was getting like they would have come to blows surely yeah it was it was a serious it was a serious argument but again it's down to dean's breaking that up he still did it he's like he's basically <laughs> dead and he's still trying to break up arguments between john and sam right mm -hmm. so uh yeah very typical they're kind of arguing over all the events of the last episode essentially is what's happened you know yeah. why didn't you and shoot the demon why are you out for revenge blah 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 yeah and I mean, John's gone back to pre Dead Man's Blood and trying to make reckless decisions by himself and not, not including his sons. It's just like, you know, he's gone back to the self sacrifice shtick. And the hero worship of his sons puts this self sacrifice in their head. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where else are they going to get it from, if not from John? This whole self sacrifice mindset is, is, yeah. is clearly there. This whole episode is about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, once he, he once he breaks this glass, uh, Dean starts flickering like mm -hmm. a ghost. But he manages to go off and they, they see people running down the corridor and Sam goes to check what it is. Yeah, Dean's like in, well, real Dean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Physical form Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, is like coding and they're kind of working on him because it looks like he's dying and there's like that goat, same ghostly figure over his bed and ghost Dean like <laughs> says it like runs towards it and manages to shoo it off and as he's shouting 
Sam hears hears the shouting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question about this, and this is something that I I saw like just saw, like I don't I don't know how I saw it, but so Dean moves around Sam. Yeah. To get into the room. Yes. Now, do you think that was an acting choice, or do you think it was for practical reasons? Like, do you think because Dean is like he's very conscious of of his like surroundings and like he doesn't bump into people he mm-hmm. like actually is kind of very polite yeah do you think it was because that's how dean would move around people even though he's a ghost or is it just because they didn't want to do the effect <laughs> but you're right though i think maybe dean's too polite to face through people <laughs> so it, <laughs> it kind of works on two levels i don't like that uh yeah so he yeah i I mean at least he manages to save himself i guess yeah because he kind of like grabs his arm like grabs the spirit's arm and then it sort of goes away flung backwards yeah Yeah. he says he says to sam that if it's something that he can kill it essentially yeah (laughs) if If i can grab it i can kill it yeah that's, (laughs) that's so good um so yeah so dean hears something some woman yelling and he runs towards her Mm-hmm. and it's tessa it's tessa it's tessa i was so, like don't trust her dean <laughs> <laughs> i remembered this so yeah, i mean me they're, they're kind of talking and they realize that she's not dead yet and like tessa kind of thinks it's a dream and dean explains that it's probably an out-of-body experience or or whatnot you ever heard of an out-of-body experience what are you some new agey guy you see me messing with crystals or listening to yanni I like that she calls him a hippie. I think that's quite funny. Like, yeah. into this new age stuff. Don't diss Yanni, okay? <laughs> His, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's good chill out music, so hush it, Dean. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to Yanni. I might have to now. I might have to. I'll send, I'll send you the song that I like. Yeah. It's kind of nice. It's like, like I said, it's really nice, like chill out background music maybe dean know. should listen to Yanni or just learn to chill out a bit yeah i think so <laughs> all that heavy metal is just like riled him up a little too much <laughs> that's my morning music if i'm if i'm commuting by myself like i just i put on like the the classic rock and it gets you pumped for the rest of the day <laughs> you're like yes i'm awake i'm like i'm here i'm driving and i'm so cool <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a massive inflated sense of self. You're like, yeah. So, <laughs> not, not not saying that I'm vibing with Dean Winchester, but yeah, totally are. <laughs> so Sam goes back to John's room and tells him that he felt it, he felt something. It felt like mm-hmm. Dean. It felt like something. John kind of goes back to their earlier argument and promises that he's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything until Dean's okay. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah just like a little bit of a backtrack this so we've already seen how like practically smart sam is in this Mm -hmm. episode this actually shows how intellectually smart intellectually smart dean is because he can clearly explain to tessa what Mm. they are like he gives them several names of like and gives the background and the law yeah and like sam doesn't know this no so it's kind of interesting and the fact like 
I wonder if it was in the journal, but the fact that John doesn't even confirm that it could be, like either because John is an ass, which um, you know that's that's my <laughs> default setting. So of course he wouldn't actually tell him that you know he could actually be having an out of body experience. Yeah. Or John doesn't believe that that happens, which mm. I mean, after everything, so obviously John knows a lot more than Sam and Dean does. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he would disbelieve. Because his, his answer of anything's possible, it's not an answer. It was like he was humoring Sam. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, yeah, you're sad about your brother. Anything's possible. He's with you right now. You know, it, mm-hmm. the way he said it was very patronizing, I felt. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then Sam, you know, decides to leave and he said, John asks where he's going and he's going to get something. <laughs> Yes. I I tried to remember what he went to get. I couldn't remember at this point in the episode. I was like, was he getting like candles and stuff? But he really <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, me, so I I thought it was one thing, but then it turns out to be something else. Yeah. And then so we're back with Tessa and Dean and Dean kind of like picks up on the fact that she doesn't really have a response to the fact that she's dying. <laughs> yes. She seems pretty calm about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think whatever's gonna happen's gonna happen. It's out of my control. It's just fate. Hmm. That's crap. You always have a choice. You can either roll over and die or you can keep fighting no matter what. Now, when he he said this, I underlined this three times. (laughs) Three times. Yes. Because this line whoever wrote 1520 needs to go back and listen to that (sighs) listen to how he says it listen to everything about that scene because there is no way that that dean winchester we saw in 1520 is this one yeah he would never have given up like that he would never have done it he would never yeah (sighs) what her see i went a different direction with this because Dean believes in free will, right? You have a choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, fate's crap. And he really does push against Tessa here. I think that's why he was so devastated during most of season 15, right? Because yeah. Dean's always been a big proponent of, you know, you do what you want, you make your own decisions, you live with the consequences at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then when he found out (laughs) yeah i think that's all been a lie essentially (laughs) yeah i think that's why he was so devastated out of everyone Mm -hmm. and you see it here it's reflected so well in his character here like dean does change but not that much like he's always been like you know fighting against the system, I think that's how I would say it, you know, against destiny, against fate. And this was just kind of the first time we really saw it, I think. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, it's an interesting contrast to faith because in faith he'd kind of accepted it. Like Sam was the one that was pushing forward that this is a choice, we can we can do something about it. Mm-hmm. it it's interesting when that switch came. I think it's when faith worked. I think when, you know, when they got, when they did manage to uh, 
fight against the system <laughs> yeah and also i think it's it's a little bit of like well he you know they they face they face death a lot yeah like in every single episode somebody dies mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they can fight the thing that has been killing people yeah. so that that in your like must do something to your mindset mm-hmm. of that like you can you can save all these other people and change their fate so i should be able to change mine right yeah that's completely true and i mean with this it's not even necessarily for himself because he says a few times this episode like i need to get back to sam yeah so it's not necessarily a selfish thing on dean's part like i think he believes that if he does die here that something bad will happen to sam that's why he's kind of so set against it as well Mm-hmm. definitely yeah mm. uh, I like this I really like this conversation it was good it, it really yeah. needs to it puts so many things into perspective <laughs> <laughs> it does it does and like like I said the person who wrote season like 1520 needs to go back and watch this episode read the source material before you go it, exactly <laughs> exactly this is, uh, anyway hmm. okay um, so there's another code blue over the PA system. And... Look, because they were paging Dr. Kripke. Oh, they were? Yes. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Never mind. Because I'm pretty sure the hospitals don't do that anymore because it's disruptive to patients. But anyway, he goes he goes over to this room and it, again, we see the, the spirit like over this girl's, this young girl's body and um, they're trying to trying to save her and unfortunately she she dies um but where's tessa hmm? yeah that's a good point she didn't follow him Ooh. where did she go what was interesting here is that dean manages to save himself with this spirit over the, like the body and like grab it but mm-hmm. he didn't manage to with this girl even though he tried yeah so yeah um it kind of it makes sense like you would well, no, it doesn't. It it will it will make sense. So let me put it that way. It will make sense as to yeah. why that that didn't work. Exactly. So we're back at uh, Dean's room, and Sam has a bag with him. He has this paper bag, and I write, "What's in the bag, Sammy?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ouija board. Yes. <laughs> or I guess it's a, a spirit board. Maybe I don't know. I think Ouija is actually trademarked. Like, yeah. On his, like, when he pulls it out, it doesn't say Ouija, it says mm. something else. I can't remember. What... They they spoke about this, because apparently making it was really hard because it is trademarked. So they had to make okay. a whole new one from scratch in the prop department that didn't look similar enough to the actual Ouija board. Yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, so, he sits on the floor in a hospital. As soon as he did that, I was like, oh, no, don't, don't <laughs> sit on the floor. Like, it's not it's not that clean <laughs> it's not that clean <laughs> especially in a used room like it's it's really not clean to be sat on that floor <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, he's in dean's room i guess so okay fine i love this scene so much i love the way they shot it i love everything about it i don't know what it yeah. is i just i absolutely love it it sticks in my head so much mm-hmm. i love it so yeah <laughs> so originally like like i said like we said earlier like i thought he was gonna go get ingredients to summon Mm -hmm. uh, dean 
but then I realized he's not Sam's not that much of a witch yet <laughs> no the magic's not there yet because they they eventually do summon ghosts like quite often mm-hmm. like they do a lot of summonings later on yeah. later seasons <laughs> they pretty much summon well i feel like they stop after crowley yeah they don't do as much they still do some no they're still i think there's still quite a lot of summoning going on maybe i'm trying to think i'm like because then it kind of becomes like angel radio yeah they don't really need to as much because uh, yeah you're right actually and then they have rowena as well and she's you know badass my mighty powerful yeah no yeah you're right i think um i thought the ouija board was an interesting idea i love that sam's so sincere about it yeah. <laughs> when like it definitely could have not worked I, mm-hmm. and it's not really explained why it does work there's nothing magical about it it's just a board and a plastic like right so i think it's it's more the fact that so they they supposedly work because this the spirit's supposed to be able to touch it and like move it to certain places. Yeah. So I guess he was just he was hoping that like because he saw that I'm I'm guessing that De- since the glass was able to break mm-hmm. and he was probably thinking it was Dean who broke the glass. Yeah. He was like, well, maybe he can touch this thing and like use it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It seems like Dean doesn't try and interact with a lot of stuff while he's as a spirit in this episode. He just kind of accepts that he is and doesn't really try to interact with stuff. And then Mm -hmm. so when it does work, he's like surprised. It's like you didn't really try anything else though. (laughs) (laughs) Like you didn't get a pen and paper and just like write something down. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been interesting to see. They didn't do any phasing though. This is the thing. I, I think they maybe couldn't figure out how to do the phase through objects very well. Um, in a way that worked, so they didn't try to get him to touch things. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. One thing I did notice about this whole episode, and I'm bringing it up here because you see when, obviously, Dean sits on the floor that he's barefoot, is mm-hmm. their their height difference is really exaggerated through this whole episode because he's not wearing his, like, normal shoes, which blatantly have, like, a slight heel. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... Sam is. <laughs> and that that always gives, like, all, shoes always give you, like, at least you know a couple fractions of a of an inch yeah so you know he's already six foot four <laughs> frame or i don't know exactly how tall he is but yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i didn't i actually didn't really notice it that much it was just gonna, i'm gonna have to rewatch it and like yeah because it, it's quite it. it's quite good i quite extreme yeah 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 <laughs> oh i can't imagine like i'm pretty sure they didn't film this in a real hospital only because like the setting is really fancy like it's all like dark wood and i don't know so they did they have used this set before a lot of it's from asylum Um, yeah i thought so so uh, and the stairs they're using like multiple times those stairs in the hospital Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know i think it's from what i gathered through the commentary was like it they kept calling it river view so i i think it is like a a hospital set that people use okay so yeah possibly or at least a a building that looks enough like a hostel that you could use it mm-hmm. as one for a set. So yeah, I mean, they Sam sets up this Ouija board and Dean sits opposite him, and like the camera work in this is so good, the way it sort of like slowly rotates around the board, and like mm-hmm. sometimes Dean is there and sometimes he's not. It's just like ooh, you know who's yeah. ducking out of that shot. <laughs> <laughs> 
definitely they they didn't have any like fancy camera editing it was all practical <laughs> yeah exactly it's amazing so they sit down and sam's kind of asking dean questions and he manages to spell out the word hunt and kind of sam asks him what he's hunting and he starts to spell out reaper as well mm-hmm. and sam asks if it's after him and he says yes if it's here naturally there's no way to stop it yeah, you can't kill death. It's the second mm-hmm. time they've said it now, and I was just like, ah! Yeah, tell that to your future selves. Yeah. <laughs> like, how how many do they end up taking out? Four, at least? So many. <laughs> well, not just... I mean, deaths? Oh, good question. Three? Three? Um, but, like, Reapers, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Sam again is saying like, you know, there must be a way, there must be a way to do this and, and, and sort it out. He's mm. again, all through this episode, he's just in complete denial that anything's going to happen to either like Sam or John or that, that anything's going to change. And yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. Dad will know what to do. Oh, poor Sam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, he would be completely left on his own if anything happened to both of them. I mean, okay, let's just theorise here. If Dean had died in this episode and John was still alive, what would have happened? (sighs) I honestly think they would go their separate ways. I think so, until they don't. So I think I do think like Sam would have gone off, but John definitely would have meet- had to meet up with him later for reasons. Mm-hmm. And I yep. think I think I think it would have gone down. Yeah, if I it would only be a two season series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, that's the dark. Is that the darkest timeline? Uh, I don't know. I think yeah, I think darker. so. <laughs> no, I think I think so because whoever would win out of those two neither of them would be the same afterwards exactly so um sam is kind of just decides you know john will know what to do and goes to his room for help but john is not there and we actually cut to john he's in like he's heading to the boiler room which this this particular like set of doors i was like oh yeah this is asylum yeah it is it's it's the same set they confirmed that as well it's all very creepy. There's like hissing and dripping and steam coming out of everything, um, which I'm pretty sure is very unsanitary because <laughs> that, that's just mold ha- waiting to happen. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it's cool though. Like it's an, it's a really good, it's a very atmospheric place. And he starts to like draw on the floor, like the symbols that he needs. We then come back to Sam and he's in Dean's room um, and he has the journal. He says, you know, dad wasn't there to help. But I have his journal. And Dean says, Thanks for not giving up on me, Sammy. That was so sweet. The look on his face is just, I don't don't even know how to describe it. Sad. (laughs) Yeah. He looks at him so fondly. Like, Mm -hmm. anyway. And, um, you know, he's flipped to the page about Reapers. Mm -hmm. Dean obviously sees something. I paused it to try and read what was on that page. It made no sense. No. I was like, what did he see? (laughs) 
honestly it was like I'm pretty sure that the equivalent is someone getting my notebook for this podcast and being like, what the hell is she talking about? (laughs) Absolutely. It also begs the question why they didn't read this during Faith. I'm going to keep bringing this back to Faith because this is the only other episode we've seen a Reaper. But Mm -hmm. they were doing all that research on Reapers and death. So did they never read that page in the journal? I mean, they must have. They must have. Maybe he'd just forgotten. I guess they did a lot in between then and now. And I guess also, there isn't... I mean, if you look at the page, it's not that big, and there isn't that much information Mm -hmm. on it. So they probably started there and then went further with their, like, online research. Yeah. Because it's got, like... Like I said, even though I try to read it, they're, like... unintelligible Uh, schoolings of a madman it really really was like things are like highlighted but they kind of smudge so you can't really see it scribbled out and stuff i was like Mm -hmm. i also wasn't gonna like step right in front of my tv that was just silly (laughs) i'm not gonna do that but i had my neck all crooked like because it's at an angle and i was like what is that so anyway and he rushes out dean rushes out of the the room and goes to find tessa and mm-hmm. he confronts her. You know, you read the most interesting things. For example, did you know that reapers can alter human perception? <laughs> I sure didn't. Basically, they can make themselves appear however they want. Like, say, a, a pretty girl. And basically says, hey, look, you're a reaper. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting trivia I read on, I think it was IMDb, maybe, that apparently Tessa is based on death from Sandman, um, you know, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Mm -hmm. And I read that before I watched this episode and I was like, was she though? I want to know if that's true. And I kind of see it and I kind of don't as well. I mean, this is just my interpretation of it, but mm-hmm. all the lying, pretending to be someone else. Mm-hmm. There are there are moments in here where she does sound like the death from the comic books, um, but I, I feel like death in Sandman is always very straight up with people. Okay. Whereas like this is kind of like dancing around it at the beginning was kind of like a play she wouldn't necessarily do. I mean, mm-hmm. people might dispute me on that, but I do feel like Sandman's death is very, like, straight up. Like, this is what it is. This is, the, like, the cosmic truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she she is very, like, hallmarky. Like, her, the way that she describes death is mm-hmm. very, like... I don't know. It was... Some of the things she said just... I, just, I mean, it comes up a little bit later, but, like, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like a, what a real person would say. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, so, okay, so death in Sandman spends time as a human every now and then to experience what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the end takes herself, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very um, sort of introspective. And so she gets it. So when she goes to like reap people, it's, she's very sympathetic to them okay but at the same time it's like but this is this is how it goes you know Mm -hmm. so it goes yeah so i mean i could kind of see that 
that because I, I haven't read those comics so I can't mm-hmm. really make a comment on it I could kind of see how that would be for a later conversation that they have yeah I agree but like you said at the beginning like by the sounds of it at least like screaming that she's needing help it doesn't sound like what Neil Gaiman's death would do yeah I think once she gets revealed as a reaper I see it I see the characterization more and that some of the conversations they have are kind of similar to things that maybe she would say so I see where they were going with it um I guess that it's inspired by right, right. so that's yeah, fine it's, it's funny actually because I always saw Billy as more inspired by death like Sandman's death mm-hmm. um so it's interesting okay. to see that it was here that's cool yeah anyway. that's really cool um <laughs> So they also, like, you know, she she says, well, you saw my true form, um, so I had to change it a little bit. And I feel like they 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 like to do this in Supernatural. They mm-hmm. will start a creature in its true form. I say true form in quotations. Like, for instance, death. Um, there was a couple of other ones that come up. But, like, towards the end, they kind of drop all pretenses. Mm-hmm. So, like, with with all of the Reapers that we eventually see... There's no mention of like their true form. Like I think of death when he comes in. Yeah. Like it's just the like just the human form. Mm-hmm. And with angels, like obviously, there's a reason why we can't see their true form because one of the psychics, you know, gets blinded by it. Yeah. But like, there's never any reference to it after the fact. Those are the sort of the two that kind of came off the top of my head for that but the only ones we really see are are demons i guess because like their true forms are smoke i assume you know or some kind of at least that's how they manifest in sort of earth Mm -hmm. um i would have really have liked to have seen more of that because i mean we find out later that reapers are essentially angels right so they show their true form in this episode as kind of like i guess grim reapery right I, I, that's really yeah. what it's going for here which makes sense but it would have been really fun to play with some of that true form stuff sometimes yeah definitely yeah i feel like up to season five end of season five maybe they were thinking about it a bit more but yeah, they didn't really follow through i don't know if it's just budget wise <laughs> yeah it could, it could be it could be or they just forgot like this is what I was thinking through this whole episode I was like oh isn't she supposed to be an, like an angel or like but re- do reapers need vessels uh, anyway I was, yeah. thoughts were being had um, <laughs> she she also makes a comment that um, Dean is on borrowed time yes so I had a thought about this <laughs> is his borrowed time from the person that was killed in faith and if so, does that mean that that person was only supposed to live for another six months? Or however long it's been since Faith? See, okay, yeah. No, that's such a good point. Because I always saw it as like, oh yeah, he's taken that person's life. Maybe he was supposed to live till he was 42. but um, Or 40 or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Like, if he, was li- if he had taken that time from the man in Faith then was i guess how how much longer was he supposed to live yeah and like how lucky is that for the priest's wife or the teacher's (laughs) wife that she picked someone who actually was supposed to die not too long after the fact that's pretty funny (laughs) i would see it to explain our way out of it 
as that because it's borrowed, it can be taken away at any time oh, yeah, by another true. incident. Mm-hmm. So, it I guess it all depends on because there's, there's so many things where it's references like you're on borrowed time because like the the reason why that thought came to me is mm-hmm. because I swear I've heard that somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's all your interpretation of it. So that's that's how I like rewatching it. That's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I also saw it in you know he he stopped her the first time yes. and now he she's letting him have longer to make her de- make his decision so that's his borrowed time too i think the first time i watched it i took it that way like this this whole episode is borrowed time mm-hmm. and watching it again faith is his borrowed time i mean they reference faith in this episode so they can't have forgotten um (laughs) so yeah i do think that he was given because really dean should have died in faith right yeah Mm -hmm. that's what the doctors told him yeah so ever since then he's been kept alive by supernatural means Mm -hmm. which just hurts a lot so is has he though because he does die so therefore his his timeline is done but he is brought back to life so does he get like a restart (laughs) i don't know this is such a good question but then also i think back to like billy's library and she's got like all these books of like how people how people can potentially die yes and then it you know whittles down for dean to one yeah so maybe he Maybe he actually has to die all of his deaths. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. So all those books that Billy had, they've all happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, she's looking at the final one. You're right, maybe he has to die all of his deaths. That's the timeline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's How why awful. there's so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if only they thought that far ahead you know i mean it's nice to think about yeah that that's crazy to me yeah i like that theory that that's good what i would say is that in this scene she touches him which it seems like that's not a big deal but she yeah he's, he's literally been touched by death and we see later on that like yeah reaper's touching people death touching people is like insta death so mm-hmm yeah i think you're right i i I think the original one is probably what they meant was that like yeah you probably should have died when you grabbed the reaper but Mm -hmm. uh, i like the other one so much more (laughs) so we're we're back with john and he's now completed his his ritual he's now speaking the the spell as it were and this one i did actually recognize the symbol for for it like Mm -hmm. i feel like they use this a lot to summon crowley like the the zigzag lines yeah <laughs> or or they use this again to summon this demon i feel like they we see it again for yeah sure. definitely definitely do but nothing happens this is like this big firework that comes from this bowl <laughs> they try to do a jump scare but i was expecting it because <laughs> in my brain i was like he's behind you like in a pantomime <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's it's a janitor but is he? No, he's the demon. Of course he was. I wasn't fooled for a second. No. Because I've seen this episode before. But I, wasn't. <laughs> I always thought that 
the the demon like the yellow eyed demon was less of an ass <laughs> like i don't know i don't know why i always thought he was a bit more stoic than mm. he is but he's like it's pretty it's pretty rude how stupid you think i am you really want an honest answer to that <laughs> yeah i I love the actor who they got to play um, the yeah. yellow eyed demon in this because he he definitely comes back um, to play him again, and mm-hmm. I just love the snark. He has a really good way about his face. I don't know what they got some really good people to play demons in in these first episodes. Like, there's something about the smirk that he does that is just so. It's not necessarily like evil. It's just like menacing. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you mean. They're basically taunting each other. You yeah. Know? about what's going on about only having one bullet left for the cult i really like the little like jazz hands he does where he's like better not miss i thought mm-hmm. that was quite fun those um those contact lenses for the yellow-eyed demon in this it makes people uh, the people who wear them completely unable to see anything at all which makes the acting when people are wearing them so much better i mm. think <laughs> you can kind of I, I do remember that piece of trivia and you can like knowing that and looking at it you can kind of tell because mm-hmm. the eye line's not quite right yeah sometimes mm-hmm. but it, I mean it's still it kind of works though because like with a demon like would they really like care yeah would they care to like <sighs> yeah look you in the eye exactly it's just yeah that's pretty good I I like, yeah, I really like it. I thought the visual, like the visual of the yellow eyes is really nice. And it's kind of a nice change, like, because I guess they could have done the approach of like the Sclara yellow as well, like make the entire eye yellow, but them not doing that kind of makes it look like, it kind of makes it look even worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I I think so. (laughs) Like... It was, it's interesting as well because we were talking before um, about vessels and possession because they were kind of referencing before that maybe they wouldn't need to possess people but clearly the demon here is possessing a janitor he's wearing janitor's clothes and he still has mm-hmm. his name tag on and then they bring in two demons who are doctors to sort of stand behind John menacingly so mm-hmm. clearly they've been possessed as well which is interesting I'd like to know how summoning works do they ever show it? And they may do from the other side where, where like an angel or a demon is being summoned and they just like, what, get yanked out of existence? <laughs> um, I, you know, that's actually a really good question. Well, we have to like, look, I, if anything, it would be a Crowley episode. Yeah, I think so. If anything, but just because like Crowley's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> they would have done it for comedic effect. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they do, but... What what's interesting here is he obviously summoned the demon, but it still had to possess somebody. Mm-hmm. It was still able to do that. He doesn't containing it in any way, which is quite surprising. I thought John would have been smarter than this. Why did he summon a demon without like a devil's trap to contain it? Well, he does. So uh, the demon does say like, "You thought you could trap me." Mm. So I'm wondering if if you summon a demon they have to be in a body like you can't just summon the smoke as it were yeah. even even though that this particular demon can make a physical form in order for it to be summoned it needs to be in like possession of a body mm. yeah maybe yeah, I, thought uh, it was, I thought it was interesting and I, I thought 
I don't know. I think I feel like John should have done a better job here. Yeah. Like I know he threatens the the demon with the cult, but where are the devil traps all over the doors or in the windows? Yeah, Where's the salt? Exactly. Like, <laughs> come on, John. I feel well, like I he guess... could have got out of this a little bit better. He wasn't playing the game very well. Yeah, and I mean, it, it kind of it comes back down to maybe that this is where like Dean's rigid planning comes in Mm. because it seems like john only has one plan and his plan is to make a deal Mm -hmm. because that's that's the reason why he he caused he summoned this demon he's he says i'm not here to trap you i'm here to make a deal yeah like i said that there are other there's alternatives Mm -hmm. he could have easily he could have easily trapped all of those demons killed the yellow-eyed demon yeah and exercised the other ones yeah like why did he specifically have to make a deal with yellow eyes as well like and so i'm i'm guessing because he's he's thinking that this is the only way he can save dean yeah and he's he's not given thought to any other way like <laughs> it's this or nothing which i mean at this point is kind of true like they don't know of any mm. other sort of way to deal with the reaper yeah that's true again yeah i think it comes down to that they don't they still don't know a lot about demons but john knows that this particular demon is definitely powerful enough to do this Mm -hmm. so that's the choice and i guess time's not on his side either right to do extra research on this right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so yeah he says he wants to make a deal Mm -hmm. the the (laughs) the first deal yep and so he well so his his the offer is the cult the bullet for dean's life and the demon's like uh sure but i want something else yes but we don't know what that something else is no because it it cuts to sam in dean's room and he's saying you know he's gonna keep trying and keep as long as uh dean keeps fighting which is kind of sweet dean you gotta hold on You can't go, man, not now. We're just starting to be brothers again. The sibling moments in this episode are so good. (laughs) During this scene, Kimana says that this made him cry while he was directing it. (laughs) Which I thought was really nice. He says that, like, these emotional moments are really, like, what they do well in Supernatural. Yeah, he says like we took demons and we gave them like a heart and a soul and I was like oh my gosh you're so right yeah, that's like, very... what a good what a good what a good thing to say because mm-hmm. I mean even even Sam says you know we're just starting to be brothers again yeah you, you know they finally kind of reconciled they they've stood up to John together they've kind of put their differences aside mm-hmm. and a, a kind of a united front against some of John's like <laughs> ridiculousness. Yeah, and yeah, they've really kind of bonded over the last season, and for him to lose him now would be devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't. Going back to like our theory of what would happen if you know Dean did die in this mm-hmm. situation, just in a in a smaller picture, like, he wouldn't. He couldn't go back to school. Like no. I don't. He's he's almost I wouldn't say he's given up on that dream yet but he's definitely like starting to let it go yeah I agree I think he's seeing the bigger picture in terms of hunting 
I think he'd still want to go for a normal life, but I don't think it would ever be the case now. There's too much, too much has gone down, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um, I See, I think from this point on, I don't think Sam ever, I don't think he really ever wanted to go back to a normal life. No, I, not after Jessica. No, not really. Like, I know he wanted his revenge, but I think even if he, you know, did get that revenge on the demon... I just, I can't see it. I can't see him going back to just being a lawyer. Like, oh yeah, I got my revenge, killed a bunch of demons, gonna go practice law, bye! Like, yeah. <laughs> he he definitely would still have been hunting. I wonder if it's more, because again, we've, we've kind of talked about like how they have to do all this illegal stuff to yeah. do their hunting. Whether he would become a lawyer to basically represent the other hunters. Oh, that would be so good at this point. Like, help them with all their legal issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do what we know is right for Sam and help hunters and run the show, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah it's, it, this scene is nice. I, I think the... You're right. The, the, the emotional moments between the brothers in this whole episode are just spot on and it mm-hmm. kind of feels right after everything they've been through in the last season yeah. mm-hmm. there's no sort of like weird step back in their like development together it's it's a very natural progression as it were exactly yeah i completely agree with you i mean i this next scene between dean and tessa i really really enjoyed this um i think the conversation here is really important and it, it again harkens back to like season 15 but or forward <laughs> back forward what is time <laughs> it's a construct of our imagination yeah so dean's kind of saying that it's not his time to go and and tessa says oh you're at the bargaining stages of grief and i went and looked up the stages of grief again so i couldn't remember what order they went in so i will tell you <laughs> Um, they are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And <laughs> then I was kind of thinking about, I think Dean often gets stuck on anger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think bargaining, though, is pretty strongly in there. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen Dean depressed about people dying. I don't think I've ever seen the acceptance. The acceptance has never been. <laughs> no. never happened. No. He try. He did try for a second. Yes, but he, it still nagged at him. Clearly, yeah, I agree. So it was like acceptance denial. So it kind of sort of started all over again. <laughs> that's just the loop. So, it, it goes round. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of that's kind of interesting because we do see John go through these stages in this episode. Yes, absolutely goes through these. Because he he's angry with Sam at the beginning. Mm-hmm. His denial is it's not it's not too so denial is not really there, but it kind of is. I think it comes with the bargaining, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's the depression, the, that conversation that comes, mm-hmm. and then acceptance at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so John definitely goes goes very quickly through the stages of grief pretty much what is it like 24 hours or however long this episode is like yeah <laughs> yeah he goes he goes through it 
Oh, yeah, I just I thought about that because I, I think it's interesting to know because I, I feel like they stick to this model and I don't know that it's necessarily true. It's just a model. So yeah, it, I think mm. they use it a lot in, in these episodes. And so the thing that I picked up from this conversation was um, the fact that she calls him a soldier. Yes. But it's not in any sort of demeaning way. Like mm. every time the Dean is being referred to as a soldier, it's always been like, your daddy's little soldier or like you're the good soldier is always been in a way that's like you know to to make fun of his character yeah whereas this she's very much like well i've seen this before like i've picked up other soldiers on the on the battlefield mm-hmm. and like the the war will carry on like you, you it's it's just the way things are dean you're not the first soldier i've plucked from the field they all feel the same They can't leave. Victory hangs in the balance, but they're wrong. The battle goes on without them. My brother, he he could die without me. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Nothing you can do about it. So this is where the Hallmark stuff came in, uh, for me anyway, it was just like, it's the way things are, this is how it's gonna be, like, Mm -hmm. just accept it. I don't know, it felt, I, I, she she lost her humanity for me yeah but I think that's almost right I really uh, like this because I feel like a reaper it's good when they understand humanity but like she doesn't really have any compassion for his feelings not really no, she doesn't no, she understand doesn't them she's not gonna die she's Im- immortal or whatever I mean for mm-hmm. now and so she's only really cares about yeah like the the cosmic right of it like this is the way it is yeah and it's about balance Mm -hmm. and i mean she she then explains you know the origins of ghosts because she does say well you do have a choice yeah but your choice will lead you to the thing that you hunt Mm -hmm. so as see i feel like they kind of drop this a little bit Mm-hmm. because that doesn't really explain like cursed objects <laughs> and like ghosts being attached to things I don't always think it's a choice I think Dean's given a choice here but I don't always think, think it is a choice oh, okay. I think if people die of like such like emotional attachment that they can't go with the Reaper or Reaper can't take them I feel like that's something mm-hmm. um like any hunter would go really mm-hmm. unless they've got this mindset of um carrying on the good fight or like holding out some hope that someone's going to save them i guess that's the problem right with um ghosts later on is that if they do know about it like they might think that someone will come to save them because yeah they see the winchesters do it so much <laughs> mm. there are a couple of things i liked i didn't like in this scene she tells him that his death is an honourable one. <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's just... I think This is it. I think Tessa comes across as very compassionate and very understanding. But it's like... She's just doing her job, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, she's definitely telling him what he wants to hear. Yes, exactly. That, there's a few lines she says here that are just geared up to be on Dean's level like I said like 
the honorable death thing the the warrior's death the fight will go on without you mm-hmm. you know or all things that dean would need to hear to accept that so i i get they try to make her come off as compassionate but i think she's just another she's a supernatural entity she's like beyond knowing how people feel you mm-hmm. know and it is just about this is your time let's let's move it along let's let's go because it's all it's almost like um when you call up a call center and they like have a script and it's like so this when someone says this answer you yeah. give this response so it's like he was saying you know because he, he kind of he hesitates on the word war yeah like we're my family are in a kind of war so that was like her like okay war let's see soldier let's see <laughs> the fight will go on let's see like it was kind of more more of that than really hearing because I'm, I'm sure she doesn't even know who he is no not really i doubt it they don't really know about the winchesters yet so it was yeah it it, it felt scripted you're right i mean <laughs> it is but like yeah. <laughs> it, it it did feel that way that she was just trying to like yeah shuffle him off essentially mm-hmm. given what he needed to hear Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is the first time that Dean has faced as well with actually becoming a monster and that kind of happens a couple of times through the seasons mm-hmm. that he's faced with that but this one he clearly looks quite the thing is though in his situation I can see why being a ghost would almost be the better option because if he's if he goes with Tessa he's gone right mm-hmm. but i feel like he knows that sam wouldn't actually give up so if he stays a ghost he holds on to that hope that eventually he'd be able to bring him back in some way yeah that's true mm. that's very true and then probably would have become an vengeful spirit when he didn't eventually yeah. manage to do it because <laughs> they don't know yet so we're back with john and the demon and actually this this is where we find out exactly the details of the deal mm-hmm. um i made a mistake earlier and yellow eyed demon basically says like con- confirms our suspicions that john knows mm-hmm. more than he's laying on yeah um, <laughs> yeah i just wrote the word when did he know like like when 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 did he find out because he says he's known for a while mm-hmm. when because he was so outraged in salvation about dean not telling him about sam's visions right and it would have made sense that he would know already but okay so this is what i was saying that he was he acting outraged mm. because that's the reaction that they he knows that they would expect or was he actually outraged he's so sneaky so he sneaky. is he is if you have i'm sorry if you have a father like this or a parent <laughs> like this because jeebus <laughs> yeah the- there was a line there was a line here that um i wrote down because he's asking um the demon to help dean and he says you gotta bring him back that particular like you've got to bring him back it's echoed so many times by dean specifically sometimes Mm -hmm. sam you have to bring him back 1519 is a really standout moment you have to bring him back moment for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) Uh, um but as definitely said many, 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 many times. And like, yeah. it's interesting the idea that you're bringing someone back from somewhere because they don't know about the afterlife yet, or at least we don't think they do. So, N- no. Well, mm. they obviously know that hell exists now. 
which kind of plays into like the next scene a little bit yes because it's, it's back to tessa and dean and you know she's really trying to convince dean to to go and he says and go where sorry i can't give away the big punchline dean is is clearly worried about it and i'm wondering like what he's worried about because well technically yes he's killed somebody <laughs> that person was possessed by a demon there's also like he knows that there's a hell for sure because yeah. of the demons and they've said like various things and though they say they don't believe demons they clearly do so just but do does he believe in heaven this is it like i made this point in faith if you believe in hell which they and they don't believe in it they know it exists right you must have to make that leap of faith and say there is a heaven but i think that's where dean gets stuck ultimately dean doesn't really have any faith mm-hmm. not yet i think sam does i think sam would be less worried about it mm-hmm. but yeah he doesn't know and ultimately i think even if he knew that heaven existed i don't think he'd necessarily think he would end up there i don't think dean yeah. sees himself as a good person self-esteem issues <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah no i think you're right i was trying to think does he not I think he's so hung up on saving people mm-hmm. because he doesn't think he's such a good person. Yes. So he's trying to like, which I don't know why he thinks he's not a good person. I know. He has no reason to not believe in himself. <sighs> Just... But there you go. It's, um... Is this, yeah, he's very much got a, like a savior martyr complex going on. Like, yeah you know save all other people at the expense of myself mm-hmm. because he he doesn't feel like he's deserving of being saved in that way by anybody yes yes <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> crying <laughs> and their conversations interrupted again yes. and the lights start to flicker and mm-hmm. he asks you know what are you doing and Tessa responds, well, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And she's possessed by the yellow-eyed demon. Oh, I love this shot. I love it because as it as all the smoke goes into her and she closes her eyes and then she turns around and they're open and they're yellow and it's like, yes, so <laughs> good. I was a bit confused between how that worked, but I don't want to go too far into it because was Tessa in a vessel don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so how did she get possessed if she wasn't in a vessel i don't think they decided at this point that reapers were angels i think that's what's happened here so yeah i kind of don't really understand how the demon possessed her but it's cool (laughs) yeah so i wonder if it's kind of like a demons are a little bit like a parasite Mm. and can like infect anything yeah um so maybe that that was the case in this in that it was like another spirit invading yeah i don't know because the, the way that they they explain like her appearance is that she can alter a person's perception or human's perception yes so that's so she's not in a body no. she's just changed her appearance 
So. So yeah, it's kind of in, yeah infecting the spirit or the reaper. Yeah, mm. it doesn't quite work with later lore, but I appreciated. It was a very good scene. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very good. I mean, this is, I guess, another instance of demons lying because he was, uh, the yellow-eyed demon says, like, well, I can't do it, but I know someone who can, Mm -hmm. when clearly he can do it. (laughs) Yeah, but did he mean that by as Tessa, that he he could do it through Tessa? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, you know, he gets touched on the forehead, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. That's a great gag reel moment actually oh i know because like i said before <laughs> they can't see in those contact lenses and this actress i think her name's Lindsay. she just couldn't <laughs> she, she couldn't figure out where he was stood where his forehead was like the, yeah i remember that that gag reel moment well but like i only remember after the fact when i was watching it i didn't like think about it like i was too absorbed into what was happening <laughs> And then we cut to Dean waking up. Yes. Physical Dean waking up. And yes. Sam's yeah. in the room and is like, help, help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he explains that he doesn't remember anything that happened. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it would have been helpful if he did, I guess, but maybe they thought that that would change some things later on in the season if he remembered about what happens when you're dying, etc. I don't know. Yeah, We'll come back to it, I'm sure. Um, So, one thing that kind of bugged me a little bit about that is they obviously know about out-of-body experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, how do they know about out-of-body experiences unless unless people, like, tell them? The only thing I can come, like, arguing against myself, he was so close to death Mm. in that, like, he had moments to decide what he was going to do that that could be the reason why he doesn't remember because he was actually closer to death than he was to life yeah i i mean when tessa asked him i think he was going to go with her this look on his face i think i think i think that he was actually going to go with her i know i said him being a ghost would be a better choice but i think she had convinced him at that point Mm -hmm. because obviously they've had like other conversations off screen like well i say obviously as if they're real people (laughs) but like (laughs) in in this universe yeah there was there was time in between just i don't know something in his face made me think that he would go he would go with her i don't mm-hmm. know maybe i'm wrong people probably had other opinions on this but i think he was about to go before um they got interrupted so the doctor's explaining how miraculous it is that he's still alive and he says you'd have some kind of angel watching over you thanks doc <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. He said it. Yep. He said it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he does say that he feels like Dean feels weird, like something's yeah. wrong with him. I think that's probably because there was a demon involved. Maybe it's some kind of like corrupting influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, on that. So yeah, with that, John comes in, and he's being very un-John-like. <laughs> Yes. And here I wrote, he doesn't get to apologize. <laughs> he does not get to apologize right now. Because as the, well, we don't know yet, but we know. We know. <laughs> the, people who have seen this before know what he's just done. 
and he does not get to do what he's about to do he does not get to like apologize to sam they i mean they start like of course they start arguing yeah um sam and john and you know he he finally becomes like the bigger person and says hey can we just like not argue right now Mm -hmm. which trips sam up like immediately it's like hey what's going on like what did you do (laughs) (laughs) um are you feeling okay and john just responds like i'm just tired because he he's asking john like what where did you go last night did you summon the demon like what did you do like tell me everything and it's like he admits his mistakes which okay fine like sammy i've i've made some mistakes but i've always done the best i could i just don't want to fight anymore okay Sarah, are you all right you're not really giving him an option to like respond to that no Deathbed confessionals are not just for admitting your, like, love to someone. It's also... The way they use it here is kind of like saying sorry, but the person doesn't get to respond to your apology. People don't have to accept your apologies. Exactly. And, yeah, he's... It's it's cowardly in a way because he he doesn't have to face up to the things that he's apologising for. Mm Mm-hmm and he doesn't get to make amends and it's 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 a very hollow apology because literally as soon as he says like i made mistakes he's like hey can you go get me a cup of caffeine which i thought was a really weird weird way to say can i have a cup of coffee <laughs> Fine. but okay and because he basically tells him to leave mm-hmm. that's you know where it comes down to you and you know as an audience member and as someone who doesn't like john winchester this just it made me so annoyed i was just like <laughs> This this is not how you how you apologize to people. <laughs> also, he's denying closure to Sam because yeah. he knows what's going on, and he's decided that this is how he's saying goodbye to Sam. Mm-hmm. Like, what's funny? So, on the commentary here, I thought this was really interesting. Like, Jared said that he wanted this to be more like a he said like I think a hallmark moment he actually did say that as in he like wanted to look at like John as he left the room sort of you know give him that moment but they decided that no it's it's for him to just walk past him and leave is how it would be they don't know what's going on so, well he doesn't yeah, know what's true. going on so mm-hmm. it's more uh, I think the words he used were poetic and heartbreaking <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely that, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really get that moment or any kind of closure. I, I mean, John does apologise to him a little bit, but it's not. I do. John's that left alone with Dean, and I, I do appreciate that he realised that he had to have a bit more closure with Dean. They've spent more time together, I guess. Yeah. But it rings hollow because he sent Sam away for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if you made this comment on on the podcast. I was gonna say on the stream, on the, on the podcast or not, but it it rings it rings true from this moment forward. Of Dean only gets an apology and only gets positive like comments and love mm-hmm. when that person's gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. And this this is where it started because you know John is apologizing for everything he's ever made him do mm-hmm. like 
is as if he did hear that comment earlier in the episode that you know he gave dean gave him everything and yet you're not doing anything so like now john is like admitting that you know i put so much on you i put too much on your shoulders i made you grow up too fast you took care of sam and you took care of me you did that and you didn't complain not once I just want you to know that I am so proud of you. Is really you talking? Yeah. Yeah, it's really me. Why are you saying this stuff? I want you to watch out for Sammy, okay? Yeah, Dad, you know I will. You're scaring me. Don't be scared, Dean. Like, he's, but he's basically saying that he should have been a better father. Like, he put things on him that he shouldn't have done and that he should have been there for him and not the other way around. And it made me really emotional, it did. <laughs> like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's such a good actor. Like, he the is, tears, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was so good. <gasps> the single tear. He it starts the there. Yes. And I mean, Dean's like response to that, like, is this really you? As mm-hmm. in like, oh, you're not possessed this time when you're saying these nice things to me is absolutely heartbreaking. Like, yeah. and you're right. This is the next incid- incidence of this happening that someone's telling him that they're, because he tells him that he's proud of him and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, there's no consequences afterwards. Like, Dean doesn't get to reciprocate any of that like bonding that they're doing now and, and live with the fact that his his dad is proud of him with mm-hmm. him being there because Because of this next scene. I'm so well, angry about not it. Quite, not quite. So, you know, as as this confirmation that this is this is John Winchester, he's not possessed, John leans over Dean and whispers something in his ear. We don't know what it is, we can't we it's not revealed to the audience what it is it's obviously something very substantial and because it's quite a long whisper yeah i i wonder how many takes they did of that like because mm. i can imagine them messing around and like <laughs> jeffrey d morgan like kissing him on the cheek or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah he he's not and he kind of when he pulls away he kind of gives him a, like a nod yes i i noticed that too i kind of John nods at him as in like in confirmation like oh yes you're gonna you agree and like Dean doesn't nod back no no he's, I mean he's, he's in shock mm-hmm. like because we know what he's just told him yes Ooh. as a as a viewer of the series I, I kind of want to know like what I thought he said to him at that point back when I first watched it I can't for certain like remember See, I don't, I can't, I don't know either. I feel like he maybe told him about the demon or the cult or something like when I first watched it, but I don't, I don't think, I didn't have enough information to know what, you know, like have a really good concrete idea in my head of what it, what it was. And I don't think we find out until at least halfway through the season. Yeah, definitely. That was. I mean, if, if anything, it may have been like 
it may have been the one well, no, I was going to say maybe it was the deal that he just made mm. that's what he told him but that's just cruel right, right? there is that and also um, that or he tells him not specifically about Sam I know yeah. I just give it away but like <laughs> yeah people yeah like this is it like it's something uh, the reaction's really good I think the yeah. fact that he doesn't agree with him I think that that that's definitely shown there Mm-hmm. as well definitely but yeah it's it's great so um john leaves the room he's in i guess it, well, it looks like he's in the room next door mm-hmm. and he puts the coat on like the bedside table or the yeah. like dining table that goes over the bed because was there anyone in the room like i don't really recall yeah you kind of see an over the shoulder shot so it's assumed okay. that like yeah he's giving he's it behind to someone him. yeah mm-hmm and then we see Sam walking down the corridor and he perfectly drops his coffee. One in a million. Like, it lands upright. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> At, absolutely perfect drop. And runs into the room. I really like how they did this, like, this mm-hmm. slow-mo that they did. Yeah. And, like, the way that they kept the coffee cup in focus and, like, what's happening in the background in focus, too. Yeah. Like with him running over to, and there's like no sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like music. So I mean, the use of music is not in this in the same way. Like there's only the bad moon rising yeah. at the very beginning. The rest of it has just been like orchestral. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, we see like you can for me you can almost hear Sam <laughs> yelling. Yeah, it's really good. Like really good. I mean, there's loads of, like, ENTs around, like, working on John, yeah. and you see Sam and Dean, like, responding to this. They said in the commentary that, like, Eric Kripke said he kind of wanted more people around and be more frantic, but they kind of had to say, like, well, when this happens in a hospital, it's generally actually only, like, three or four people. And mm-hmm. I think what Kim Anna said was really interesting. He said, well, pe- they don't, like, the people working on him don't know that this is John Winchester, like, how important he is. And I was right. like, oh, that's kind of interesting um, for that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And then they announce his time of death, uh, which is 10.41am. No significance, but... <laughs> I was going to say, they don't, they don't give a date. No, there's some dispute over that because they didn't do a great job keeping track of the dates <laughs> on this. Um, yeah, but I think it's supposed to be sometime in maybe July, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, end of episode. <laughs> End of episode. Blackout. What what an episode that was, Jeebus. It was good. It was. It was very good. It it definitely deserved that high rating. Yeah. I um, love I love it. Like I love the lore, like how we just kind of after seeing so many ghosts in season one, kind of they touch on how they're made. I think it's interesting to see how death is used in supernatural as well. Like that starts to come into play. And yeah, the idea of Reapers is really interesting. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot that's really good, and it's and it's cool. Yeah, and and like in general, like this this episode was carried by those three. Like there was no monster. There was no real monster of the week. Yeah, it's almost like the monsters themselves. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because none of it would have happened if it was you know John makes that deal. Otherwise, things would have gone differently. So he is. Mm-hmm inviting that into the narrative it, it's a tough one to watch it's like it is. I, okay so 
how do I feel about John Winchester now? <sighs> See. I know I'm a bit different to you and I've said this before. I'm a little bit sympathetic to John. Little bit, little bit, little bit. I do get it. And he ultimately did sacrifice his life for Dean for and really gave up his revenge for him because he he gave up the cult and he gave up any idea that they were going to be able to kill the demon mm-hmm. by bringing him back. So I guess in his final act he showed some care and love for his son. Yes, but at the cost of his other. So the, this is why I still don't like because he's still very selfish. Yeah. He's not. He has not given up his his wish for revenge. He's just passed it on. Absolutely no. You're right. He has, hasn't he? He's just passed that on to Dean. So he's he has said that whole speech about like, oh, I burdened you as a child, all this kind of stuff, and then in his yeah you're right like his dying his last act is put more stuff on him (laughs) oh okay fine i changed my mind what makes it worse is that you know we've just found out that like you know sam is now seeing him as a brother and sam is now seeing dean as a real brother and like they're bonding again and john's just put this massive wrench in it absolutely yeah he's come along and like yeah tried to undo all that ah fine yeah no you're right no sympathy (laughs) sympathy's gone sympathy's gone look i think i'm just sympathetic to jeffrey dean morgan's acting i think that's what's happened there (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're totally right and yeah he's passed on the burden and it's gonna dog them through this whole season because nobody talks to each other nope because of exactly what John has done. Yep. Boo. <sighs> Boo. Yes. So like but like I said, if there's there's people out there who genuinely like John Winchester, I want I wanna know why. Like the obviously there's there has to be some redeeming qualities, surely, because <laughs> if you if well, you'd like to, to be, but... <laughs> sorry, yeah. If 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 you'd like to come on and defend John Winchester, I'm I'm willing to listen. <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely interested because I can kind of like I said I can kind of see it in some of the episodes. I could a little bit of sympathy towards him, but I think this does kill it for me. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Annabelle's right, guys. You should just listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also form your own opinions. <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. I mean, we all see these shows in a, in these episodes in a different way, and like, it's it's nice to hear sometimes people's opinion on them. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, we're open to all opinions on this show. Like, tell yeah. us what you want. We, we exactly. don't have to agree. Exactly. And I mean, literally, we're just two people talking about this show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next week we are going to be talking about season two, episode two. Yes, we are. Everybody loves a clown. I don't. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't either. I don't particularly like clowns. I think they are not funny. They're not that entertaining. It's just no and we might have something a little bit different for next week episode um as as amy said you know if you if you have an opinion about john winchester come on the show well we have someone coming on next week for this episode that should be really fun 
Yeah. She's uh, someone that we met through through this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, our Tumblr. So we're actually really excited to have her on and have her talk to us about, or not talk to us, but have a, well, us all talk together about about this episode. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, really good. Um, I'm re- very, very, very excited for this one. So <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hope you'll uh, listen in next week. Yep. And if you'd like to be on an episode, you know, just reach out to us. We're happy to have anybody on to, you know, if you have a specific episode in season two that you really like or season three that, you know, just tickles your funny bone or just <laughs> anything like that, or you have very strong thoughts about it, mm-hmm. you know, reach out. We're happy to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really am keen to do this. I think it's going to be extra extra good yeah Yeah, definitely so here we are we have we have left our rest spot we are now back trudging through purgatory you know we're still stuck still waiting for that summoning sign hopefully hopefully it will come with the help of our guest next week (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll see you next week thanks bye-bye bye